Everything's good. Everything's good. So how's uh, how's quarantine been for you? Man, it's been it's been different. Uh, you know, uh, you know, I've been working out at Extreme Couture for the last basically ten years. Uh, they took away our key. Couldn't go into the gym for the longest time. Uh, it's nice getting back into the gym, getting back in the swing of things. Uh, currently, still unemployed. Uh, you know, with quarantine and everything going on, we're easing back into the gym right now. But you know, I'm just doing a lot of hunting, fishing, keeping my weight low, and uh, you know, trying to stay ready for for what's hopefully coming up soon. I can tell you've been doing a lot of hunting. There's a lot of hunting videos on there. And what's this eating the heart thing? Is that just like, is that tradition? What is that? You know, so it, it started off, at, you know, allegedly uh, it started, you know, 100 years ago with my grandfather's grandfather. Oh, when you kill your first whatever, you have to eat the heart. And uh, I did it when I was young. Um, and so I make, I made my son do it and, uh, anybody else, any other kids that want to go hunting? Cause I do run a kid's program in Vegas and, uh, you know, a couple times a year I'll take some of the kids shooting or fishing or boating or whatever, uh, like as a big group. And, uh, that's the requirement, man. You want to kill it. You got to eat it, man. There's, we don't, we don't just kill for fun. Um, you know, we, we want, I want to teach the kids, you know, respecting the animal and so on and so forth. So I, I just don't want these kids going out and shooting because if you shoot it, you know, you got to got to eat the heart and a lot of kids won't do that so it is what it yeah, is yeah i i would not be touching that heart <laughs> there's no way this is still beating and stuff yeah when you cut it out it's still yeah. beating it's, it's it's pretty gnarly the kids uh the kids think it's gross but you know every single one of them has done it there's probably been three or four of them uh they just brag about it uh for days on end after that and, and you know what uh, what's cool is they're gonna remember it for the rest of their lives when i'm dead and gone they're gonna remember it and they're gonna pass it on to their kids too and tell them how one day they ate a, they ate a heart so it's pretty cool. On the coaching side of things, you're you're a you're the kids program like I, like you like coach kids, right? Yeah, uh, that's one of the programs. So yeah. uh, I do I do you know fitness classes like a cardio kickboxing. Uh, I do a wrestling program. Uh, I do the kids fitness cro uh, cro uh, excuse me I can't even talk uh, kids fitness program and then uh, the kids grappling program kids wrestling. What's, kids it, what's it been like throughout all of this? Obviously, you can't physically help any kids kids there. Is it all done virtually or? At, honestly, right now, uh, we haven't done anything, uh, nothing virtual. I know some of the kids, uh, some of the gyms, like uh, Dunham Jiu-Jitsu was doing like a, a Zoom class uh, where everyone gets on the computer and stuff. We didn't do that. Um, I felt, I, I don't know, I think it was going to be too much work for, for what we were going to get out of it. I don't, I don't know how much we we're going to get out of it. Right now, Bryce Harley, actually, I think he's running uh, two kids' classes a week right now, just gi. And I know the first week there was no contact. They were just doing, uh, you know, basically shots without a partner. And uh, this week I th they might be going into a little more contact, but easing into it as time goes, as the phases go through. I have to ask, what's sure. it like working with Francis Ngannou? Dude, he's, he's so cool and he's so uh, quiet and mild-mannered. You know, he's, he's a really cool guy. You know, he's, he's always up, you know, helping, you know, always taking pictures with fans and he, he talks to like a normal person. He doesn't come in, you know, with his, you know, with his head too high. Well, I mean, literally, yeah, it's head, his head too high because he's like seven feet tall. Uh, but, dude, he's a humble dude. Every time he comes in, he'll say hi to you and, you know, shake your hand. And he's, he's a really, really humble, cool dude. I'm, I'm very fortunate that I get to work with him and, and train with him or train next to him, I should say, uh, on a weekly basis. Yeah, he's a... I'm, I'm, I've been a fan of Francis for a long time. Even when he came onto the scene, I was like, this guy is going to be something. He's just naturally built like a superhero. Uh, it's def From a fan perspective, I'm like, who is going to stand in front of him? Um, yeah. Have you ever held pads for him? 
Uh, yeah, uh, some some of the more experienced guys, you know, Eric Nixick, who's who's another big guy, not as big as Francis, but uh, you know, he's he was a college football player. He's the manager of the gym and his coach. Uh, he holds pads for him. Um, you know, every now and then, you know, like a 35 pounder, uh, one of the Hawaiian 35 pounders would hold the leg, a uh, kick shield on the leg. And, you know, there's video on, uh, Facebook or on Instagram of him, Francis kicking him out, kicking him basically his legs out from under him. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's a good gym from, from our heavyweights down to our lightweights. Everybody has somebody, uh, to work with for sure. No matter how big or strong they are. And now like onto your, your MMA career, it's, it's been, you haven't fought in over a year now. Uh, May 31st was my last fight against James Warfield uh, at a catchweight. Originally, it was supposed to be a catchweight at 165. Then I got moved to 170. He couldn't make 170, and we ended up catching around 175. Uh, yeah, that was May 31st of last year. Uh, it's, I'm itching, man. I'm itching to get in there, itching to throw some hands, itching to throw some leather and leather, and uh, get, the, get, the, get the money flowing, you know? Outside of quarantine, what's, the, what's been the main reason for the long layoff? Uh, you know, it's... I just feel I'm there. You know, I have 19 pro fights. I had 50 amateur fights. Uh, you know, I, I keep seeing these guys fall out and I'm ready to jump in, man. And, and, and these things, you know, I get a lot, I shouldn't say a lot, but I get a lot of, uh, let me rephrase the fights. I get offered hundred dollars to come fight a guy that's, you know, 20, you know, it's like, come on, make it worth my while. Give me, give me three, four or $5,000 and, and make this worth my while. Uh, that's mostly been for the layoff. Just was, it's hard to find guys with as much experience as I do, uh, and promotions that are willing to pay what we're worth. And right now, you know, UFC, uh, is the promotion that's paying, you know, Bellator offered me a contract at the beginning of the year, turned them down. Um, you know, my, my goal of coming to Vegas, my goal of moving to Vegas away from my family was to be a professional fighter in the UFC. Um, you know, after, you know, after my stint, after, you know, I, I have my time there, we'll see what happens. But right now, the number one goal is I, the only piece ball I want to fight for is the UFC. Well, there's, uh, there's some openings now, especially with everything that's been going on. People are pulling out. Are you staying ready? And if so, what weight class would you, would you be willing to slide in at? Uh, I, I, I told Sean, um, I'll fight 145 to 185. Basically I walk around right now about uh, you know, my low, low seventies, high sixties, I can make 155 on a week, a couple day notice. Um, I can make 145 on a couple week notice, uh, 170 I can make right now, you know, um, I'm ready to go, man. And, and anytime those slots open apex Vegas is only, you know, two miles down the street from where I live. Uh, shit, I'll fucking, if, if they call me on Friday and like, Hey James, you need to get here now. I'll sprint there. If my car is broken down, it's right down the street, it's hot out, get my sweat going. And, and, and I'm ready to go, man. Like, it's time for me to be able to showcase my skills against the best in the world. You know, I've, I've been competitive since 2007. I had my first fight in 2007. I turned pro in 2013. Um, you know, I took some fights. If you look at my record, you know, I've took some short notice fights early on in my career, not even early on. Uh, but, you know, I really feel out of my four losses, my only real loss is to Jimmy Spacuza. Uh, me and Jesse Gross had a split decision loss in Canada, in Ontario, Canada, where he's from. I thought I won that fight. Uh, I went to Hawaii. I fought uh, Robbie Ostevich. Uh, I thought I, I took him down like four times. Thought I won that fight, losing Hawaii. Uh, then I went to uh, I fought Tommy Aaron. That was a close fight. I could see uh, him or I winning that fight. Um, and again, that was again you know one week, two week notice. Uh, so I've won the last nine out of ten fights. I'm ready to go. I need I need, I need to get a shot. Is there, is there, obviously Apex is right there, but if you got a call for Fight Island all the way over in Abu Dhabi, are you willing to make that trip and go through hell. all the hassle of... Oh, hell yeah. I, I love traveling, you know. 
I don't think I'm ever going to be a millionaire from fighting. Uh, but you know, all my, my life experience and travel, I went to India, uh, my, it was two years ago. I stayed there, me, Vince Murdoch, Anthony Avila. We stayed in India for two months, uh, just training out there for this MTV show. I ended up fighting out there. It was really cool. Um, yeah, fight Island. That just sounds like a dream come true. How cool would it be to, you know, have, have a, have my UFC debut on fight Island and, and going against the best in the world, you know, I, I want to be tested, you know, I, I'm just finishing guys left and right out of my 15 wins. I have 13 finishes. The one guy I didn't finish at 185, Eric Lozano. I mean, I hit him as hard as I could. The motherfucker, it just made me realize I can't compete at 185. Uh, and then Troy Lampson, who was, uh, he was uh, between, he was seven and zero as a pro and he was like 18 and zero as an amateur leading into our fight. And we, and I beat him 50 to 45. Besides that, I finished everybody in the first or the second round. I haven't even I haven't even dealt with them to go into the third. So, I, I I need I'm ready to go. And if it's Fight Island, that that'd be a dream come true. So there's a big big card coming up here in Fight Island. Three title fights announced. So I'll, I'll ask you first that Gilbert Burns fight. Gilbert Burns is someone who like to stay active. He put sure. on this crazy win streak. Took out Tyron Woodley quite convincingly. Yeah. What's your prediction for that fight? Obviously, Usman's been dominating uh, every every opponent he's ever fought. Sure. So Gilbert, I got to train with probably about five or six years ago. Or no, probably a little bit longer than that. Maybe eight years ago, uh, he'd come in with Vitor. And that guy is a freaking stud. His grappling, uh, I mean, granted, it was 10 years ago. Uh, but I just remember just being manhandled by this guy round after round after round, never even breaking a sweat going with me. And again, although it was 10 years ago, you know, I as hungry as he is right now and as good as he looked against Tyron Woodley, I'm a big Tyron Woodley fan. Um, I love his power. I love his explosiveness. He's, he's beat some of my teammates. I'm a big fan of him. To see to see uh, the way Gilbert handled him was uh, so impressive. And, you know, Usman's been at the top for a while now. I, it wouldn't surprise me if Gilbert went in there and took his title. And uh, that co-main event there, Alex Volkanovsky versus Max Holloway, the rematch. I personally see it going exactly the same way it did the first time. I just see Volkanovski has too much power. What's your thoughts? You know, I really like Volkanov. That's actually the first, maybe the first or second time I'd actually ever seen him fight coming in. Uh, being a big Holloway fan, his his striking is just so incredible. Um, and I and I thought just like he does everyone, he's just going to pitter patter, pitter patter till he breaks Volkanov. But what Volkanov did that really impressed me was the leg kicks. Uh, he was, he, I feel he went above and beyond with the leg kicks and, and it was not just outside leg kicks. He's setting him up off the same punches. He's coming in with his jab, throwing the inside kick, coming in with his jab, throwing the outside kick, keeping, uh, keeping Holloway guessing the whole time. I was very impressed with that. I haven't seen anybody else do that to Holloway and, uh, and I'm surprised Waldo didn't, but either way, um, you know, Volkanov was the hungry one, you know, Holloway, that's another coin flip fight for me, man, because, you know, Holloway, after, after he's a smart guy, he's a great fighter. He can go back, watch the film, see where he made his mistakes. He's going to make adjustments going into the next. My question is how is Volkanov going to adjust to Holloway's adjustments? He's not just going to be able to go in there with his jab and throw that, uh, those leg kicks and tear them apart. Um, you know, I I think Holloway's going to, you know, be in and out a little bit more. He's not going to stand as still, uh, so he doesn't get hit with those big shots. Uh, it's going to be an exciting fight. You know, I, I like to see Holloway come back and get his title back. Uh, but a Volkanov, you know, sticks to his sticks to his game plan and, uh, you know, is able to adjust for Holloway's adjustments. It's going to go the same way. So we talked a little bit about training at uh, Extreme Couture. What's it like working for possibly the GOAT? A lot of people, at least the original GOAT and Randy Couture. What's it like working under him and working alongside him? Uh, Randy, I, I'll, I'll say this is 
one of the best men I've ever met in my life. So when I was in college, I came out here in 2009 and I did my internship at Extreme Couture for two years while I was in college. And uh, I had a, uh, a housing dispute of staying in Vegas for three months. Long story short, I, I was I was kicked out of the place I was staying. And, uh, you know, I went to the gym and I was, gonna, and I was sleeping in my car and shit. And Randy, not really knowing me all that well, he sees me here and there. I'm on his payroll, but he doesn't know me uh, better than anybody else. Hey, man, I got a free room. Why don't you just, if you got another couple of weeks to stay, you know, you can just stay in my room or stay in my spare bedroom. So it was me, him, and his son. So I was like, holy shit, like this is incredible going up and all the trophies and his, has his title belts out. Uh, and, and that really spoke wonders to me. You know, he sees, you know, this college kid, you know, down on his luck right now, just got kicked out of the apartment he was staying at. And just to invite me, I mean, for all he knows, I, I, I could have robbed him. Not to mention, I was at his house by myself 90% of the time. He was either traveling or, you know, gone and Ryan the same way. And obviously I didn't, you know, <laughs> but as far as he knows, I could have. And, yeah. you know, never came back. But, you know, he gave me that opportunity. Same thing with the coaching. Uh, Ryan, his son, gave me the opportunity to uh, jump into the gym and show what I got. And, and I've been there for 10 years now and I don't plan on going anywhere anytime soon. What's he like now in the gym? Obviously, he's legend. He's won world titles uh, late into his 40s even. Uh, what's he like now? Is he still uh, dominating on the mat? Doesn't, he doesn't come in too much and compete with the fighters as much. Uh, every, you know, probably once every other month or so, he'll come in and run a practice. Um, but, yeah he, yeah, he comes in. He, he lifts a lot of weights usually early in the morning. So when people call and say, hey, when's the best time, you know, to – for the chance to meet Randy, uh, it's early in the morning, but that's if he's in town, you know, he has houses all around, all around the world, I would guess. And uh, he's not always in town. So, uh, Rand Randy is one of the, the kindest, most humble guys. I, I wish I had something bad I could say about him, but I don't. <laughs> yeah. There's not many guys who do obviously him and Dana White have had their issues, but sure. not many people say a negative thing about, uh, about Randy Couture. Yeah, you know, he's, he's just a, he's an upstanding citizen and he was a fantastic fighter and he's a, now he's a fantastic coach. And, you know, actually he just, uh, signed the gym over. I don't know if he signed it over, but Ryan Couture is now the owner of extreme Couture. Um, so that we're really excited about that. I think Ryan's going to come in and, uh, you know, put, put some stuff up for the gym. He's around more, you know, he doesn't travel as much. He's in the gym every single day, working the front desk, working sales. So, uh, that just happened, I believe over quarantine. So, Everyone in the gym is really excited about that to see where this is going to take us. Oh, wow. That's awesome. I haven't, I haven't heard that, so that's, that's news to me. Yeah. So how quickly could you turn around? You said, you said you're ready. You said you're excited to go. You're ready to go. If you got a call from Dana White today, are you good to go on the weekend? I'm ready to fight tomorrow. You know, I'm, I'm, I woke up at 172 pounds today. I can make 155 uh it, I mean, if I can make it by tomorrow, if absolutely need be, would it be miserable? Of course, and fucking, be terrible. but uh, I definitely could. Um, I, I, I've proven, you know, time and time again, my durability. I haven't been finished in a fight since, you know, what, 2010. I've never been finished as a pro. Three out of my four losses, I feel I've won. They've just been bad timing losses, honestly. Like, I'll be on a five-fight win streak, and I'll take a short-notice fight because I've been laid off. And you know, and, and like my last fight, what I lost against Tommy Aaron. You know, it was a couple week notice. Uh, I was actually up in the mountains drinking beer, hunting deer, and uh, they're like, "Hey, we got a fight for you in California in two weeks. Do you want to fight Tommy Aaron?" And I was like, "All right, sure bet. Let's go." And I showed up out of shape. I told the promoter, "He's like, can you make 145?" I was like, "No, but I can make 155." 
and he's like, well, how about 150? I'm like, dude, honestly, it's going to be hard for me to make 155 because I was like 185 pounds. Um, he's like, well, just, you know, just, all right, we'll, we'll do it at 55. I told him that there's, there's a very good chance I'm not going to make it. And I showed up out of shape, missed weight, and uh, my performance showed. Tommy hit me with his best shots. He couldn't put me down. I dropped – and that's the thing about the fight. I dropped him in the first round with an uppercut, transitioned to a guillotine choke, finished the round on top, and we're flurring. I'm in his guard. And one of the judges marked as I lost the round. It's like, what the fuck are you talking – I dropped – I'm not – now, two and three, I can see both. You know, we, we both – he whooped my ass the second round because I was so gassed. In the third round, he kind of slowed down as well, and we kind of – it was an even round. But I dropped him with an uppercut and then went for a submission and then finished the round on top. Halfway through the round, it wasn't like it was 10 seconds in the round and he whooped my ass. So that, that the home crown advantage thing, and that's just a bad timing again. I was on like a four or five fight win streak. I lose that fight. Now I'm back on another four or five fight win streak. I can't remember. And uh, I'm, I'm ready to go, man. I'm itching. I mean, it's been a year. I don't like taking long layoffs. I like to fight. And this whole year is uh, something he's, I'm hoping something bends and breaks soon. Yeah, it's been uh, it was it's four or five uh, win streak. That was also three years ago. So for people listening, it, it's been three years since uh, since you lost. It's not like yep. it was your last fight. Um, there's a, there's a lot, of, especially right now with Jorge Masvidal, Henry Cejudo, John Jones, talking about pay issues uh, with with UFC. Do you think the competition with Bellator, PFL, and all these other organizations are great, or uh, or are you a hundred percent? I'm all on board UFC the other organizations are relevant to you? Uh, no, I, I like all, I mean, I appreciate all the organizations because yeah. it is going to be more competitive. You know, Ray Seffo, uh, president of the PFL, trains at Extreme Couture. Uh, I, I consider him one of my coaches. I consider him one of my good friends. He's a mentor, somebody I look up to. Um, it's, no, I, I think it's great. This million-dollar tournament the PFL is coming up with is, is great. A lot of guys are going over that. They're going to start getting those big-name fighters because – they say they're going to do it, and they do it, and they've done it, and they've backed up every time. They have no issue paying. They have, I know they have some great backers up there. Um, Bellator, the same thing. You know, I, you know, I didn't really care for when I, I fought for Bellator once a long time ago, and I had a first-round knockout, um, and uh, they, they never called me back. And I, and I heard, actually, because that I didn't sell enough tickets, which, dude, I'm not in the ticket sales game. I'll sit here. I'll, I'll talk shit. I'll put on fights. I'll get knocked out. I'll try and knock someone's head out. But I'm not going out on the street. And, and I, I got to train. I got to make weight. So that kind of turned me off the of Bellator a little bit when they were when they were singing about the, the ticket sales. But again, this is you know six years ago. Maybe it's different now. Um, my goal when I came to Vegas was to fight for the UFC, fight in the UFC, and uh, you know Bellator could offer me a hundred thousand dollars, and I'll still take the UFC for that thousand dollars just to have my check mark and um, go for that. But yeah. Back to your question of do I, do I, the other organization, I think it's great uh, to make the pay a little more competitive. So for people, last question, for people who aren't, aren't familiar with, with your fighting style or who you are, if you got a call this weekend uh, to fight, what would you say about your fighting style? Man, it's, you know, everyone, I have this persona that I'm this wrestler, this grimy grappling wrestler. It's like, I honestly will use my wrestling in two situations. One is if I'm hurt and two to defend the takedown on you. Like I've talked to some of my opponents in the past and like, man, I really expected you to take me down or try to press me. It's like, why, where in any of my fights have I ever done that? I'm going to walk forward. I'm going to try to see your punches coming. I'm going to take damage and I'm hoping to hit you harder than you hit me first. And that's it. 
Uh, it's it's a very simple style. Um, if if yeah, it, it's it's it, like I said, that the wrestling is it's just kind of boring, man. I want to see some knockouts. I want to I want to I want to hit somebody hard. I want to watch them fall. I want you know I like that exchange. Uh, they try and wrestle with me. You know I use my wrestling because I did wrestle in college for four years uh, to stuff their takedown and shit, but. Overall, I just want to stand in the pocket and just exchange letters till one of us falls down. Very Justin Gaethje style. Yeah, and, and honestly, and that's that's my favorite fighter right now is Justin Gaethje. I've I've been fortunate to train with him a couple of times. I just like his attitude. He's a humble guy. He comes from a wrestling pedigree, and he just comes in and it's it's not that he's over technical. It's just he throws, man, and it's like I, I watch his fights. It's like, man, that's 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 what I want to do, and. You know, and I, and I like to consider myself, a lot of people ask, like, if you had to say you were like somebody, I, I'd like to think I'm kind of like him because, again, I'm going to take some damage, but when I hit you, I, I wanted to damage you a little bit more. All right, man. Thank you for uh, for taking the time. I appreciate it, and hopefully you get that call, man. I'm looking forward to seeing you with, out there. Hey, I really appreciate you reaching out to me, man. I'll talk to you soon, all right? All right, man. All the best. All right. Thanks. You too.